Hello and welcome to the 100 Day Writing Challenge, Day 98. Every episode it grows more and more tempting to burst into a shaky rendition of my way, my voice breaking at the end of every line. Maybe in the final episode I'll be audibly drunk, delivering this meandering monologue through sobs. No, no, that's that, that, that's too dark for frivolity. Sorry, <laughs> I, took, I took the joke too far. This is a time of celebration. And do you know what? I think the time might be right for us to go back. Yes, way back, helter-skelter through the strobing chrono tunnel until we're coughed out back where we started in the year of our Lord 1990 list. Let's do a list exercise. Please, 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 as you go on your way and become a swaggering stegosaurus of the literary world, never forget your old pal, the list exercise, your humble beginnings as a lister. Cherish lists. I beg of you, set timers and do them often. They are evergreen creative pick-me-ups you can customise to almost any purpose, but fundamentally you should keep aside a special reserve in your cellar of intrinsically pointless list exercises, or at least ones for which a purpose has not yet arisen. They are the oil that will keep your blade shining as you hack and slash your way through the dungeons of fiction. Just please take my word for it, otherwise I'll keep coming up with extended metaphors. Today is an exercise partly inspired by Ben Robbins' book Kingdom. Ben Robbins is a role-playing game designer who made two very unique RPGs called Microscope and Kingdom, and I know that your um, will to live may be uh, rapidly rapidly attenuating at the uh, mention of role-playing games, or you may be, of course, feeling very perked up because you may like them. Either way, this is completely agnostic whether you have no experience or, or, or loads. Um, that's kind of by the by. I'm just giving you some background because both of those role-playing games don't really feel like most role-playing games. They're kind of creative writing exercises by committee where um, you and some other people t jointly create a kind of community, a city, a nation, a small village, a frontier town, a spaceship, a company, whatever. And you work together to invent characters within it and challenges it faces. And then you kind of create a history for it and both uh, systems work very differently and kind of produce different results but they're kind of on the same subject they're really good fascinating books even if you're not someone who is likely to ever sit down around a table with friends and actually play a role-playing game um, because you know they just contain really good discussions of world building and how you locate key characters in a community and what their roles and conflicts might be uh, and, and they're just you know, we don't actually get to talk about that very much in creative writing pedagogy, and I just think they're really mind-expanding and and great. I'll put links in today's show notes, um, so if you're interested in either reading either of those books, they're just like little paperback books. Um, you can pick up copies and sort of try something that you might be curious in that you wouldn't have ordinarily looked at, which is. I think the essence to having an interesting, happy life. But for today, look, I thought we might just have a go at populating uh, a fictional community or a setting or a scene with a variety of interesting characters, all of whom may have what you I'd like you to think of as story hooks, which is to say they may have little mysteries or things that they want or personal conflicts or ways of relating to their environment, which might lead to a story or multiple stories. So you're going to pick a setting, decide on a setting, invent a setting. Could be any setting, you know, for example, a fairground. You could invent a name for it. You know, if it's a theme park, always good to be specific. And that's actually the only bit that I'm particularly bothered that you 
come up with a specific name but I just think it makes it feel more real sometimes when I get people to write fictional letters the first thing I'll get them to do is make up an address and that seems completely arbitrary and pointless like where's the craft in that weirdly it just seems to sort of set trick the mind a little bit I think it's worthwhile anyway making up a name so but it could be you know so it could be a fairground theme park a school a small village a shopping mall a cruise liner a castle a remote monastery a mining colony on an asteroid, wherever, some kind of space that's relatively self-contained that people live and mix in. Uh, And it can be of various sizes, you know, a city or a tiny hamlet, uh, a, uh, you know, a nation or a nursery school you know it can be it can be any sort of size as long as it you know is definable as a community give it a name and then as if you were doing a sort of drone shot around the area swooping around this community just list some characters who live there that's gonna be the exercise listing characters these are what robbins calls character seeds a couple of words description and then a one-sentence hook for the character. You don't need to come up with names for these characters, though, at least not yet, just the hook. So, for example, I'll give you a couple of examples I've just made up. Um, If you're doing a theme park, that was your choice of place, you might write, old man on a bench. So that's your, like, description of the character. And then the hook is, comes every day to sit on bench, read newspaper, and eat packed lunch, secretly, He's watching for someone. Or another one could be unstable mascot. There's your character, two words, character description. And then the hook. Enthusiastic employee who has played mischievous park mascot for five years. After recent breakup, she has begun to believe she is the character she plays, has visions of a final crowning prank. Or whatever. Character seeds as various and diverse as you can manage. Tonally... They can all sort of agree and sound like they're from the same universe or they can feel like they're from different stories. Completely up to you. My main advice today is not to worry too much about each individual one, but just to work on gradually populating your scene with life and stories. Does that make sense? You remember how lists work, right? That we're not trying to be perfectionist about this. We're trying to generate as much as possible in the hope that some of them will be useful. So come up with a location of your choosing in whatever time, place or genre you fancy, then beginning listing character seeds, two or three word labels, and then a one sentence description of what that person's deal is, something about what they care about, a conflict they might face, a little story hook. It's a list exercise, baby. I hope you enjoy it. Right. I think I've explained enough. Are you ready? Three, two, one, go.
and that's it. I hope you can see how spending just 10 or 20 minutes doing something like this exercise could help make a location in a story you're writing feel suddenly much more rich and real and populated to you, even if you ended up using none of the characters you came up with. Or they only appear to sort of single line descriptions as the protagonist passes them, you know, that the reader would have no idea what their backstory is. Stories are mostly about the impression of depth rather than actual depth. But if you if you as the writer have a sense of the backstories in a place, the depth will almost inevitably seep into your fiction. You know, you'll have a bit part character, a character who's just kind of like taking tickets from your main character, say something weird or they'll be wearing something idiosyncratic or something like that and they'll just pop a little bit more and it'll feel like we are catching someone in the middle of their own independent interesting life of course you can do what you did today and and start completely from scratch as a way of discovering a place you might like to one day write about or people you might like to one day write about or you can just do it for fun and, and never return to it i think that's super 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 valid too uh, in Kingdom, Robbins just adds a big list of names at the end of each batch of character seeds so you can just pick out names and attach them to whatever characters' uh, ideas ca- like take your fancy. So you can do this exercise and then you can do the name generation exercise afterwards if you want to give you some options for how you might like to name you know, these characters like Unstable Mascot, or maybe you then go to your list exercise of names that you've just done and, and put one of those on. And, and in this way, you can embrace purposeful accident. I think, again, it's using, it's combining divergent thinking and convergent thinking. You are exploding out and then you're going, what, this, I want to match this with this and this with this and all this with this. And it's lovely. And it feels like you're doing a jigsaw puzzle and also kind of like painting a kind of impressionist picture. And I think that's really, oh, it's making me excited just thinking about it, you know, because it's just, it puts the power back in your hands. This isn't a test. This is, you get to kind of play God, really. And not in a megalomaniac way, but it's nice. And it gives you a sense of mastery, which you should have. Um, I just think lists are fun, basically. And they work. And they're low pressure. But relatively high yield, they can be quite surprising. They can have clues and content that you go, hey, hang on. And whenever you're feeling a bit rubbish about your writing, maybe your confidence drops, which it will from time to time, lists are a place you can return to. Putting aside only 10 minutes, that's all. You can set a timer, give yourself a title or category or whatever, and just play. And and, and it is possible to do a list and actually do it while having self-critical thoughts. Uh, they're not they don't make you completely immune to that uh, so don't worry if you just start doing a list exercise and going uh why aren't i re- do, be doing amazing things every time because you i mean you might be you might be doing well like our feelings about something as we write it aren't very reliable really but i i, I just think it's worth not forgetting these as you kind of move on to the bright lights and big city right and you start doing uh, quote-unquote serious projects and you think, well, wow, look, I'm, I'm off to the races now. Just don't forget how hopeful you can feel after knocking out a couple of silly lists. 
how it can steer the momentum of your thoughts towards creation, possibility, generation and new choices rather than the closed down, pain avoiding, problem solving, embarrassment, anticipating mode we can sometimes find ourselves locked into. Maybe one day set a timer for 10 minutes and you could even write yourself a list of lists, you know, a list of possible ideas for list exercises you could do in future. That could be your little harvest. You could go and store in the big grain silo. I don't know if I, you know, this idea of siloing that we're, that we go and we do these list exercises and free rights as a way of like storing stuff for our creative winters that will inevitably come but you could come up with a bunch of list exercises some of them will not be good ideas for list exercises some of them might surprise you and then in future and these could either be ones directly tailored to helping you with parts of stories you're working on or just ones that might be fun but then in future you know if you are a bit stuck if you're feeling a bit cheesed off or if you're just like on the bus or somewhere where you have a spare 10 minutes and you you think your mood is probably going to be better if you don't spend it scrolling through social media, you can dig one of these out and have a go. Your destiny is in your hands. And I, I know when I've been feeling low sometimes and people say, hey, you got the choice how you react to the world. The one thing we can't you know we we only feel down if we let people make us feel down and that can feel like kind of victim blaming and it can feel really judgy and i can be like i'm um, actually can you naff off i'm feeling low and what i really would like to hear is i'm so sorry you're feeling low that must be rubbish right so I don't want to come around and sound like i'm doing this kind of like new thought dorothea brand style all you need to do is just Decide not to be feeling rubbish about your writing. Not quite, but I think there is something empowering. And I think it is, in my experience, true, even though it's not always easy in the moment to do it. But remembering that motivation comes from doing rather than doing coming from motivation, although they start to become a spiral. And sometimes you can just choose. I've, you know, but I've given you a specific technique for doing this right. If you set an alarm for 10 minutes and do a list exercise you really can change the course of a day of an hour you can always intervene in your mood and outlook by setting a timer and doing one of these exercises for yourself i'm not saying by the way that if you're if you're in a spell of like severe depression that you're going to write oh what's a list of funny dog names and then you'll suddenly be fine right i'm, I'm not in i'm not under the delusion that we're practicing 10 minute cures for severe mental illness here i don't mean that i just mean if you're feeling a bit bummed out you know like a bit blue a bit melancholy about writing a bit discouraged um then this can be an intervention and actually whatever your mood level is at um i think this can be a positive intervention i'm just saying it's not a panacea um you know the power is always there for you that choice can always be made and i suppose what i'm sort of rather sort of over-egging the pudding here but trying to emphasize because it's one of my last times i get to speak to you is don't forget i think it's easy to get caught in the kind of trance of despondency when it comes to writing and those thoughts feed on themselves and that problem solving mode of the brain closes down options and we don't see all the abundant possibility around us lists are a simple solution for complicated people 
And of course, I am of course giving the advice that I really need to hear. So understand that I am a complete hypocrite in this area and I could do better on this as well. Right, that's it. I think I've made my point. Uh, Thank you for hearing me out. Thanks for listening. I'll see you again tomorrow. The 100 Day Writing Challenge is made possible with the kind support of Arts Council England.